storming this office building on Lincoln Avenue. The video appears to take place after the shooting had stopped. Police are later seen dragging a bloodied person out the front door. They say the shooter was critically wounded. Jurors will begin day four on the job at former police officer Derek Chauvin's murder trial. WCCO-TV's Christiane Cordero from Minneapolis. They have seen George Floyd's death so far at least six different times from six different angles. We know it has taken a physical toll on at least one of the jurors. That person needed to step out for what was described as a stress-related reaction. The MLB kicks off off a second season of pandemic-era baseball today. CBS is Steve Futterman. The biggest difference between this season and last season will be the fans. Every game will have some fans, although the number of fans depends on where the game is being played. Now, last year, the season was shortened to just 60 games. This year, Major League Baseball hopes to have every team compete in all 162 scheduled games. Your coffee maker is not the only one working overtime. <laughs> New research shows the pandemic led to a record 8% increase in coffee consumption at home over the past year. Weekly jobless claims higher than expected. 719,000 Americans signed up for benefits last week. S&P futures up 16. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com work. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash work. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash work. ZipRecruiter.com slash work. A lot of us aren't in the mood for a joke today. CBS's Elise Preston. No time for April Fool's antics. According to a new survey from payment platform Affirm, more than half of Americans would prefer canceling the day of pranks this year. Those same people also weighed in on surprises in general. Respondents said the worst ones are money related, like a higher than expected bill or owing taxes after filing. Still, nearly 7 in 10 said they anticipate a tax refund this year. New at-home COVID tests will be on drugstore shelves soon. The FDA has granted emergency authorization to two do-it-yourself antigen tests from Abbott that you'll be able to buy without a prescription. Results come up in about 15 minutes. The drug manufacturer says they'll ship out over the next few weeks. May also be available online. The price not yet determined. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. How clean is your nose? Most airborne germs and allergens invade through the nose, your body's air filter, its first line of defense. You wash your hands and brush your teeth, but what about your nose? Did you know there's an easy way to keep your nose clean and help your body protect itself? It's called Navage Nasal Care. 
Navaj uses powered suction to clean your nose by flushing out pollen, mucus, bacteria, and viruses. Millions use Navaj for fast, all-natural relief from sinus congestion and allergies, and to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navaj is easy to use, affordable, and it comes with an absolute guarantee of satisfaction. And 50,000 independent online reviews averaging 4.7 stars show just how much people love their Navaj. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Now you can clean your nose and help protect your health with Navage at Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Make good nasal hygiene your new normal with Navage. Clean nose, healthy life. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM WATH. Tired of being cooped up in the house? Then grab your mask and hit the streets on Friday, April 2nd to find the special eggs hidden throughout Athens City and surrounding areas for Power 105's Easter Egg Hunt. Clues starting at 6 a.m. that help you figure out each egg's hiding spot. Download the WXTQ Power 105 app and take us with you to find the eggs. Then head over to Texas Roadhouse from 5 to 7 to redeem your prize. Power 105's Easter Egg Hunt, April 2nd, 2021. Spring is here. What a better way to celebrate than with a new color and style from the Infinity Salon. As a Goldwell Ambassador Salon, color is our specialty. Whether it's a balayage, platinum blonde, brilliant rich reds, or beautiful brunettes, we perform all the latest techniques to achieve the perfect color and style to fit your individuality. The Infinity Salon to infinity and beyond your expectations. TheInfinitySalon.com, 740-594-4600. Are you ready for an upgrade for your home? Then check out Superior Renovations in Albany for all your home improvement needs. Superior Renovations is a family-owned business of over 20 years, specializing in bathroom and kitchen remodelings. Superior Renovations is committed to superior quality and results. For your free estimate, call 740-517-8795. Great references and great prices available for your next project. Superior Renovations, 27480 Old State Route 346 in Albany. I-N-E-P-T. Coach Turf, we start the second half of your football season with a home game coming up this week and a game that is a conference ball game. Well, that's right. You know, it is the start of the second half of the season. Kind of makes you wonder where the first half went to. You know, you're having so much fun coaching, playing football. We've been playing some fine ball games this year, but it is the start of the second half of the season, and we are getting ready for our race for the conference championship. We're getting ready to go into the home stretch. we got some conference ball games coming up, and that's right. This is the first ball game of our conference race that uh, we're looking forward to playing this week. The opponent is Double Dakota Tech, I understand. That's right, DDT, and we're looking forward to playing them, boys. You know, they still, uh, they're a brand new program. They're in the conference, uh, but they're still getting the bugs worked out of their program. Are they in uh, North Dakota or South Dakota, Coach? Well, that's right. 
uh, they they are in North Dakota and South Dakota because uh, you know they have a very interesting stadium. You know they, the 50-yard line on their stadium where they play their home ball games is the state line between North Dakota and South Dakota. So sometimes you're playing in North Dakota and sometimes you're playing in South Dakota, which is real confusing since you don't always know what your area code is. Well, coach, they won't have that problem this week because we'll be playing right here at home at Half Shell Stadium. Well, that's right. It is a home ball game. We want to encourage all the fans to come on out and watch the ball game because they do have a real fine ball team. You know, Coach Robinson, uh, Coach Roach Robinson over there to DDT, you know, he hasn't been with that program too long because they're a brand new program, still working the bugs out of it, like I say. But uh, he's a real fine coach, and but, they, you know, they call him Coach Roach. Coach Robinson over there, call him Coach Roach. He is a real fine coach, and we're looking forward to locking horns over at Half Shell Stadium this week. And we'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And once again, of course, the Coach Art Turf Show proudly brought to you by Sickles Sanitation. Well, Coach Turf, we haven't heard much from your scouts, uh, Coach uh, Lewis and Coach Clark, since back, I think, the IOU game was the last we heard from them. Well, that's right. You know, uh, they was uh, down in uh, Oklahoma scouting uh, South Oklahoma State and had a little trouble getting out of there. And in fact, they had to sell a game ball to get a bus ticket, and that's how come we didn't have no game ball that week. And then they were supposed to go to Indiana, and we never heard, of them, uh, heard from them because they were supposed to scout IOU, and they didn't give us no scouting report. But I did just yesterday get a telegram from them right here and it says right here that, that uh, they got uh, see they're working the bugs out of their program like we say but they do have one fine ball player that we got to watch out for their quarterback fellow name of uh, Stevens Spider Stevens and they go with what they call their web offense where they shoot four or five wide receivers out every play and they get them in a pattern out there and, and then Spider Stevens just throws that ball flings it up for grabs and they catch the ball and that's how they run their offense they got a real good passing game and Spider Stevens is the key to their offense sounds like your defensive secondary is going to be in for a long day well no it's going to be a night ball game be listening again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind the one and only coach art turf in our 71st year of service to southeast ohio am 970 and 97.1 fm w-a-t-h Oh, my. Once again, it's come to a pa- uh, come to be April Fool's Day. When I think of some of the things we've done here at the station on this date, Quite amazing. We'll tell you about a few of them in a moment. On the 97th, WATH. Good morning. I'm Dave Palmer. Scott's here too. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. You know, the, the, the one that probably I remember the best is um, let's see I can't remember the the setup there was somebody on our staff 
morning guy over on FM who um, did something wrong. And so we said we were going to suspend him. And this was the day before um, April Fool's that year. And so um, the next morning, he was in this huge bucket truck suspended over the intersection of court and union (laughs) doing his show live. (laughs) Suspended. Yeah, yeah. In the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the like the like the electric company uses to yeah, put the, yep. You know, reach up high onto those poles and there's a bucket up there. <laughs> yes. He was doing his show live from there. So we suspended him. Pretty funny. Yeah. And we've had others too. Well, let's see here. It is the season for practical jokes, public humiliation, and nonstop fun, right? They say laughter is the best medicine, but they failed to include a disclaimer that this excludes those who are the brunt of the joke. If you're like me, you prefer to spend April Fool's Day hiding from everyone you know in order to avoid the inevitable embarrassment this day may bring. But this doesn't mean you can't have a few laughs on your own. So, um, let's see here. Um, So, April Fool's Day is like a huge open mic night. Millions of people go out of their way to demonstrate how unfunny they are. (laughs) (laughs) What monster plays the most April Fool's jokes? Prankenstein. You get it? Yep. Did you hear about the guy who swapped the labels on the pumps at the gas station? It was his April Fool's Fuels mm. joke. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't too funny to the station owner if he made. Why was the donkey annoying his friend? It was April Mule's Day. A and C were going to prank their friend, but they just let her be. (laughs) Which day of the year do monkeys like best? The first of ape rule. Which is the worst day to propose on? (laughs) <laughs> April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> we not knowing whether whether or not they were serious. A couple of pranksters broke into the local police station and stole all of the lavatory equipment. 
A spokesman was quoted as saying, we have absolutely nothing to go on. Now that, did, did you get that? Uh, do it again. I I think I did. Yeah. Lavatory, not laboratory. Oh, lavatory. Okay. The police have nothing to go on. Yeah, see. like no. Yeah, yeah. No cans, no stools, <laughs> no pot. <laughs> okay. Commode, whatever you want to call it. Let's see here. What's a stepladder's favorite holiday? April Stools Day. <laughs> Not to be confused with the previous one-liner. What did April Fool's Day say after it won an award? Thank you. Shane is cracking me up. Is he, what, he's listening? Yes, okay. he's laughing. Who that. needs April Fools when your whole life is a joke? <laughs> That's right. April Fools. That's it. That's it. Let's see. Who needs a day for the fools? I'm surrounded by them all year. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> is that apropos here? <laughs> uh, sometimes. Sometimes, yep. Um, <laughs> I don't always joke on April Fool's Day. Just kidding, I do. Um, my eight, my favorite April Fool's Day prank is pretending I'm going to leave my couch on my way out. Some of these I don't, I'm not reading them very well, I guess. Well, anyway, April Fool's Day. It's today, folks, so be uh, extra cautious out there. <laughs> yeah. I wish, like I said, our staff used to do things, and I don't know, we've been so busy this year on other projects that, um, and of course we're getting ready for the Easter egg hunt, which is tomorrow. Yeah. That's a huge project. Oh, my goodness. And um, well, a bunch of the staff were working on it all day yesterday. Well, not only is, uh, say what? Did you see the amount of prizes oh, yeah. we have? Yeah. It is the, the largest, biggest Easter egg hunt. This is way beyond the biggest one I've People seen are ready for here. some fun. Yeah. People I'm, are ready for some fun. I mean, the outpouring of generosity of local businesses in all, not just here, but all over Southeast Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're wanting to be a part of it. Uh, you know, they're contacting us to be a part of it, too. Let me interrupt just for a sure. second. Folks, uh, I had a couple of phone callers earlier, and I didn't get to them fast enough if you if you've got something bring um you want to add to the table here um redial i'll pay more attention okay but uh, yes the easter egg hunt gets underway at 6 a.m tomorrow morning uh, i'm told that we get calls from like cincinnati and <coughs> cleveland of people that have known about are doing this for years 
Now, you know, I, I don't understand why a radio station up in their city isn't doing one. Yeah. But uh, we've done it for many years. I mean, it's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, as I mentioned, lots of uh, generous donations. And uh, there's still more coming in today. Yep. And, uh, you know, folks just want to, businesses just want to be a part of this <clears throat> because they haven't had folks to patronize as much as they normally do prior, yeah, as they did prior to the pandemic. So they want some fun too. Yeah, they want to have, join in on the fun too. It's, and we uh, thank them for we that. Did, we did get a call just now. That, okay. Good morning. You're on the air. Diggity poo. Diggity poo. <laughs> Hi, Don. <laughs> How are y'all today? We're uh, Easter egging. Dandy. Yeah, I hear, yeah, I hear you talking. Egg, That's pretty good. Excellent. I remember one year, man, there about 20 to 30 people ran in the library looking for something. I can't remember <laughs> what they're hunting for. Mm-hmm. One of the clues. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that day, and I'm thinking, what in the world's going on? I'm there <laughs> trying, you know, reading a newspaper, and it was cheaper to drive there than buy one. Well, not so much anymore. Yeah. Gas prices being what they are, but yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, you know, the clues. It is, um, we give out clues. Yeah. And um, where you might find it. And of course, yeah. then there's the golden egg and all of that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've not been involved in the details this year, so I don't know all the tricks and fun things, but. Uh, the people that uh, on our staff that have been working on this have done a really good job. So it, it should be fun tomorrow. Oh, they do a good job every year, Dave. There you go. I was thinking, you know, you talk about April Fool's Day. When I was younger, my, we could get my mom easy, but, boy, my dad was tough to get. Yeah? Yeah, mom, mom was too gullible, or she just went along with it one. We like to think we had her gullible. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear me say earlier that um, a couple years ago we had a guy way up high above Court and Union? Or was it West State? No. I I thought it was Court and Washington. Let me see. Court and... No, it was there by um, between the two bookstores. Oh, that okay. intersection. Yep, that'd be Court and Union. Okay, and uh, we borrowed a bucket truck from one of the utility companies, and he was way up in the air doing his show. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just uh, want to wish you guys a happy Easter and have a good day today, and keep up the good work, Scott and Dave. Well, thank you, sir. We shall try. Yeah, I enjoy y'all. Likewise. Yeah, we enjoy you too, and we certainly hope you have a blessed day today, tomorrow, good Friday, and a good Easter weekend. Okay, yeah, I uh, I was walking uptown the other day, and somebody walked by me, he looked at me and said, hey, (laughs) tickety-poo. No kidding. Is that true? That's neat. Yeah, he said, I heard you on the radio. I said, well... Every now and then I like get on there and try to make people laugh or get a, get their minds thinking what's going on with Don now. <laughs> well, you ought to be careful about that. Well, I think you certainly <laughs> accomplished both. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all have a good day. Talk to you later. Likewise. Thanks, Don. Bye, Don. You too. Uh, All right. So let's see here. April 1st is April Fool's Day. We've we've covered that one pretty well. You know, you were talking about pranks and things. If I can add this real quick. As much baseball as I played, you, you, you'd you never know it was not April 1st and pranks day. Some of the pranks that go on in the in the locker rooms and the dugouts, things like that. I mean, you still see some of the major leaguers do it. And, if you know, if you're not the victim of one, it's pretty funny. But you know, there's nothing harmful, you know, nothing like that. It, it's like... Um... Okay, back in my theater days, right? Uh, the shop would have all sorts of tricks playing. The, the, the scenic shop. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter what industry or undertaking you're doing. There are tricky things that can be uh, whipped out, right? Yeah. And uh, everybody's laughing and, you know, trying to disguise it, but... They know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. Everyone's holding their mouth or covering their mouth or yeah. trying to look away just yes. for a second until yeah. it happens. <laughs> Baseball players come up with some good ones, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do uh, theater people, I would imagine. Well, I, I think it's true of what, really any profession. Well, yeah. All right, so besides April Fool's Day, it's also National One Cent Day. I still use them. Well, the other day, so we had, um, what do you call a a bottle about this high that you buy a liter of beer in? A liter bottle? 40-ouncer? There's a term for it. Oh, pint? No. Um. term I've only heard with reference to beer. But anyway, um, we had an empty one, and it found its place onto um, a desk, and it's just been where we would put in the change, right? Yep. The other day, I took it to the bank. $63.21 have been accumulated in it. That's pretty amazing, I thought. Oh, well. Pretty good. Maybe you had to be there. Uh, (laughs) Today's also National Burrito Day, National Sourdough Bread Day. I heard you mention that one earlier. It's Take Down Tobacco National Day of Action. Take Down Tobacco National Day of Action. Well, we have to assume they just are wanting people to smoke less or not at all. Uh, Otherwise, I don't know what it is. Um, See, what about some factual historical stuff? The Byzantine Emperor Justin I, on this date in 527, the year, names his nephew Justinian I, as co-ruler and successor to the throne. 1748, the ruins of Pompeii, rediscovered by Spaniard uh, Mercy. Roque Joaquin de 
Alcubierre. Now, that wasn't too bad. Uh, well, okay. I'll go with it, whatever you say, as I, I don't see the spelling. Well, it's, it's a twister. 1952, the Big Bang Theory proposed by Physical um, Review by Alfred Beth and Gamal. The Big Bang Theory. Not Nothing to do with a TV show by the same name. <laughs> this was a real science thing. Ayatollah Khomeini, 1974, calls for an Islamic Republic in Iran. 1976, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs found the Apple Computer Company in the garage of his parents' house in Cupertino, California. 1976, doesn't seem possible. That's not that long ago to me. And look at Apple today. 2001, the Netherlands becomes the first country in the world to make same-sex marriage legal. Okay, so some famous birthdays here. Otto von Bismarck, born on this date in 1815, died in 1898. Anne McCaffrey. Okay, that's not a name I know. Anne McCaffrey, born on this date in 1926, died in 2011. I'll bet I should have known her. She is an American English, American Irish writer, known for the Dragon Riders of Pern, uh, Pern science fiction series, Dragon Riders of Pern. She was the first woman to win a Hugo Award for fiction and the first to win a Nebula Award. Here's another, Sophie Germain. She was born on this date in 1776. Uh, this is a rough picture of her, but she looks really very attractive. She died in 1831. She was a French mathematician, physicist, and philosopher. Despite initial opposition from her parents and difficulties presented by society, she gained, gained education from her books. It's really quite amazing how over the years, particularly way back, um, the discrimination, I'll use that term, that women didn't receive weren't encouraged, rather, to seek an education. They were suppressed. Okay, the uh, this guy is still alive, Logan Paul, <clears throat> his 26th birthday. I think he must be an actor. Am I right? He is an American YouTuber, Internet personality, actor, podcaster, and boxer. And a boxer. And a boxer. He, let's see, he has run the Impulsive Podcast since November 2018, which currently has over 2.7 million followers on YouTube, hmm. on his own YouTube channel. Two deaths to mention. Uh, one is that of Marvin Gaye, great musician, 
born in 1939, died in 1984. Mm, yeah, great singer. And another one, but uh, years ago, Scott Joplin, born uh, in 1868, died on this date in 1917. An American composer and pianist. He achieved fame for his ragtime compositions and was dubbed the king of ragtime. Wrote over 100 original ragtime pieces, one ragtime ballet, and two operas. Scott Joplin. And incidentally, how about <clears throat> the name of that container? A prowler? Growler. Yes, that's yes, a, yes. A growler. A prowler. <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, okay, that's the money we would put our, I mean, put our loose change in. Yeah. Bottle. I got it. A, a growler. That's exactly it. text from a listener regarding that, so thank you for that. A growler. And now it's back on the desk and just has a, the bottoms full, but it's got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, there's that... Um, do you want these or the screen? There's the... Well, I don't know if it will be good enough. Okay. We'll see here. All right. I came across an interesting uh, thing. Some. These are meant to be lighthearted or just informational. But it's um, a graphic, and I'm not sure how well it'll be easy to... And we can follow along on the screen back here. Well, with Easter being Sunday, many people, of course, celebrate Easter with their children. And as adults, too. And, of course, there's a very uh, important religious um, component. But let's just talk about... Um, uh, well, you'll get the point. For Easter, it is estimated that people will spend $3.6 billion on clothing to celebrate Easter. And that's an amazing figure, right? $6.3 billion will be spent on food celebrating Easter. What's the next one? Are you on the same page as I am? Uh, 3.6 billion clothing, 6.3 on food, 3.3 billion will be spent on candy, 3.7 yeah. billion will be spent on gifts. Okay. See, that's missing from mine. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about Easter candy. Um, Sixty-six percent of parents will make Easter baskets for their kids. Ninety-two percent of Easter baskets will include chocolate or candy. Now, what is the most popular item to put in one of those Easter baskets? 
I shouldn't have to tell you. It is a, a piece of chocolate shaped like a bunny. And 58% of the Easter baskets will feature that. Some are hollow. Some are solid. They're generally all wrapped in um, like a foil that you peel off, you know. Yeah. Now, do you have the rest of that after the bunnies, chocolate bunnies? I don't know. The next thing I have is about parents. Okay. It goes on to say Easter basket items, individually wrapped candy will be in 48%, arts and crafts 40%, loose chewy candy 40%, and bunny stuffed animals 39%. Okay, going on. 60% of parents plan on sending their Easter baskets to their children after they've moved out. So, like, even though someone may be in college now or something like that, um, or mature adults, many parents still send their kids an Easter basket. I think that's neat. It's neat, but it's, I guess I'm from the prehistoric times. I think so. And We've known that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I may appear that way when I get up in the morning if I haven't shaved just yet. But. 91 million chocolate bunnies will be sold in the U.S. each year for Easter. 91 million. Mm. Now, 16 billion jelly beans. Do you have that one? No. 16 billion jelly beans consumed for Easter, enough to circle the globe three times. <laughs> and not, <laughs> I heard Jock, uh, Dr. J.W. Smith's devotion was a Monday. I think he spoke about how much he loves jelly beans. They got to be good jelly beans. Well, how can you tell a good one from a bad one? Well, I have to ask Dr. J.W. Smith that Is one. Is there a brand that well, he I likes? think he mentioned Jelly Belly was one of them. Is that a brand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 90% of parents plan to discuss eating candy in moderation with their kids. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. 81% of parents steal their candy from their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Halloween. <laughs> i got to taste this and make sure it's fresh. Let's see. How do we like our chocolate eggs? It says 50% prefer filled with caramel, peanut butter, or chocolate ganache. Ganache? Ganache, yep. Okay. So half the people will like them that way. A third of them like them just plain solid. And 17% must like them hollow. Where do you f- fall in that category? Oh, I like them filled. I, I, I'm in the one-third, solid chocolate. Okay. Here, get this. I don't know if you had this one. How Americans eat their chocolate bunnies. What do you think they eat first? Well, I would guess the ears. You are correct. 78%. The ears first. And... <laughs> A tie for second place at 11% each, 
the feet and the tail. The Reese's, right? Reese's um, peanut butter things. You know what I mean? Oh, the peanut butter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my go-to. Mm. Now, I don't want to eat a bunny. I like bunnies. So I, I'm, I've never really understood that, except for Easter, and even then it didn't sit well with me. Um, Just close your eyes. I know. <laughs> okay. Bite into it. The largest ever chocolate Easter egg. No, th- I have something wrong here. I read the wrong section. Okay. The largest ever Easter chocolate bunny was 9,360 pounds. Mercy. It uh, was three times taller than a pickup truck when it sat in the back bed of it. No, do you have the largest? See, in tons, that's uh, four. That's just shy of five tons. Yeah, about a little over four and a half tons. The weight of the largest ever chocolate Easter egg, 15,873 pounds. And the weight of the average adult male African elephant is just slightly more than that at 16,500 pounds. That's a huge egg. Here's one I don't have the whole thing on, but it intrigues me. It says the price of the world's most expensive Easter bunny was $49,000. Now, why? Does that show up on yours? Uh, no. Huh. Yeah, that's why. Forty-nine grand. That must have been some really expensive chocolate. Okay, what about marshmallow peeps? Now, this is odd, folks. I admit it. In my lifetime, I think I've eaten one or two. It just hasn't been something in my repertoire. But I see them all the time, and I've even purchased them for my grandkids and everything. What I didn't know is there are 23 different flavors. I didn't know that. Can't even guess what twenty-three different flavors might be. Yeah, me just pick a fruit, uh, vegetable, pizza flavor, bacon flavor, fruits. They, they say five and a half million marshmallow peeps are produced every day. <laughs> One point five billion marshmallow peeps are consumed just at Easter. Wow. Okay, I have a funny story to share about Peeps. Well, we thought it was funny anyway. Um, One of my friends, she's a Michigan native, and of course she loves the Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines. And uh, we were watching a, a basketball game one day, and Michigan fans, student section, Particularly, they were all in yellow shirts, mm. yellow T-shirts. It was yellow. It you know their colors are maize and blue, so they were maize color, which is a, you know, a yellow, pale yellow. Yeah. 
So there were a bunch of them sitting in the student section with yellow shirts on. And then when the cameras had a long shot of the stands there, fans in attendance, <laughs> when they were bouncing up and down, they looked like peeps. Like a stadium full of peeps right there in the student section. So every time the camera would go to that, we'd go, peeps, <laughs> when they were doing something like how student sections cheer and jump up and down like that, they became moving peeps. So that's what we f- referred to the section as, but only when they wore the yellow. Moving on, 59% of people plan to cook an Easter meal. 44% plan to visit other family and friends on Easter Sunday. Do you have the top family Easter activities? Well, no, but I can guess a few of them. Okay. Um, give me the first few. Number one is making Easter dinner. Number two, an Easter egg hunt. Three, eating candy. Four, taking family photos. Tied for fifth, dyeing eggs and making gift baskets. Yeah, now I w- those last two I had. One hundred and eighty million <coughs> eggs are purchased just for the purpose of coloring them. Average price of a dozen eggs as of February 2021, $1.60. Well, we could go on and on with this. Um, Shucks, you can even buy um, eggs from the White House. Or um, a political party that are decorated. Okay, 79% of Americans plan to celebrate Easter. 32% of Americans attended Easter Sunday services last year. I had a stat, I think I mentioned it just yesterday, that for the first time, Just recently, this this study showed that for the first time, uh, it is now like 49% of Americans are churchgoers or affiliated with a church, where it had always been at least half or more. That's unfortunate. Well, that's my opinion anyway. All right, what do we got? 11 minutes left. Um, turning to a more serious topic, our president. He's got a real dilemma going on with this Afghanistan stuff. Um... I think he de- he issued a deadline. Um, 
And I think it's May 1st. <clears throat> no, it's the other way around. Afghanistan has issued a, d a deadline of May 1st for the U.S. to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. where they have been deployed since shortly after the September 11, 2001 attacks. 9-11, right? Yes. So, what's, what, what could he do? What could he, what could our nation do? Well, one, it would be simply withdraw them now. The president's history suggests he might personally favor a quick drawdown. Now that he is in the position to decide, his outlook seems to have shifted. He has said that bringing the roughly 3,500 U.S. troops, or soldiers rather, home by May... Uh, would be logistically difficult. A hasty departure could also have consequences for Afghanistan. Um, there are deals with the Taliban and so on. Of course, there are military group that ruled much of that country before the U.S. invaded. And we hear the Taliban are already supporting targeted killings against Afghan civilians and soldiers. If American forces leave, some Afghans and U.S. officials fear the Taliban will attempt a military takeover. Well, what if we simply delay? The U.S. could extend its withdrawal by a few months while continuing to support peace talks between the Taliban and Afghanistan's democratic government. Um, at this point, those who are watching this closely, they say it appears that the president is leaning toward that uh, this option. Um, I think he said in a press conference last week, we will leave. The question is when. Of course, the third option is to simply stay. And the president may conclude that some U.S. troops should stay in Afghanistan to support the Afghan military, which remains weak, and to help protect imperfect but real gains in women's education and democracy the country has made since 2001. So we're just going to have to let these folks sort it out. But that's kind of a, a rough picture of the three options and what, what good or bad could come from each. Um, the virus, that is to say COVID, now 12 and 15-year-olds are 
eligible to get the vaccines and are getting them. It appears that, um, and they're tolerating them better than adults. You know, I don't know what percentage it was. It might have been 8%. But 8% of the adults might have some form of a little bit of discomfort. And I'm not talking about a sore arm. I'm meaning chest congestion and stuff like that. But uh, after now having vaccinated quite a number of the very young people, they're having far less trouble. If you ask me, that's kind of a duh. You know, I would expect young folks to tolerate things better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me just turn the pages, see if anything else jumps out at me. Not really. Okay, well, those are some headlines from the New York Times today. Safest states during COVID. I hate to keep leaning on this topic so much, but it deserves it. Okay, so this is as of yesterday. They update this report, I don't know, once a month, I guess. Safest state, Alaska, followed by New Mexico, Hawaii, Maine, North Dakota, Colorado, Vermont, Wyoming, (laughs) Washington, and Rhode Island. Those are the top ten safest. Bottom ten. Here we go. Pennsylvania, Alabama, Massachusetts, Kentucky, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, New Jersey, Florida, New York, and dead last, Georgia. Where does Ohio rank presently? 37th. So, not even quite midway in the safety factor. Let's see here. Uh, where have vaccination rates been the best? New Mexico, South Dakota, Alaska, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Where has it been the lowest? Missouri, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama. How about testing results? Positive versus negative, right? So the lowest positive testing rates have been in Hawaii, California, Arkansas, New Mexico, and Rhode Island. The highest positive testing rate, Nebraska, Florida, Michigan, New New Jersey, and South Dakota. Hospitalizations. The lowest numbers for those? Again, Hawaii, Oregon, Maine, Washington, Nebraska. Where the most hospitalizations are occurring. District of Columbia, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Kentucky. Lowest death rates and highest death rates. 
The lowest death rate. Here we go. Wyoming. <laughs> Folks, if you've never heard my show before, and you've heard me now twice say Wyoming in a funny way, um, I'll just give you the background real quick. I went to college in Wyoming. Had two years there. Went to other schools, too. But my freshman and sophomore year was at Wyoming, and it is beautiful. But in terms of an education with someone who was interested in the performing arts, (laughs) it left a lot to be desired. So we love to tease it, and I do love Wyoming. Anyway, going on. Lowest death rates, Wyoming. Alaska, North Dakota, Oregon, Idaho. Highest death rates. And the worst is the last one. New Jersey, New York, California, Massachusetts, and Georgia. Well, that's enough on that. Statistically, Athens has... um, 176 active cases. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I found a little figure I've got to ask about. According to the Department of Health, there's 122 active cases in Athens County. But when you go to the state site, it says there's 177 in the hospital in Athens County. Something, something's amiss there. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, only five new cases yesterday. That's a, that's a good thing. State of Ohio. One million cases. Uh, we've hit uh, the, that the one million mark a couple days ago. So there's 1,017,566 cases that have been active. But um, of those, 959,214 have recovered. So that's good news. All right. Well, In we'll our uh, 71st we'll year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, encouraging news about vaccines and the COVID variant first detected in South Africa. Pfizer says trials in that country show its shot is 100% effective in preventing illness there. Still, Dr. Anthony Fauci tells CBS this morning it's more important than ever to stay masked and socially distanced. Hold on for a bit longer because every day is more and more in our favor and don't pull back prematurely. Correspondent Cammie McCormick says not everyone is as hopeful. Grim predictions for some states in the Northeast, like New Jersey, where Governor Phil Murphy is watching cases rise. We would reach a daily high of new cases on April 18th. 
In Indiana, Governor Eric Holcomb is moving ahead with plans to lift the mandate but make mask wearing advisable. Yes, there's some personal responsibility if we want to continue to manage our way through this. But in Alabama, they're having a difficult time convincing people to get shots. We rank last in a lot of things, especially in the medical area. They've gotten the word out, but people just reluctant to go in and get the vaccine. There are no lines at all at some vaccine sites. Derek Chauvin's murder trial resumes in Minneapolis this hour. CBS's Jamie Yukas says after three days of watching video of George Floyd dying and hearing from witnesses, jurors are showing signs of stress. One juror had to take a break as nearly every witness burst into tears on the stand. She told the judge she had a stress-related reaction, felt shaky, and has had trouble sleeping. We could learn more about a mass shooting east of Los Angeles at a press briefing later this morning. Police say four people were killed, including a child, at an office park complex. Lieutenant Jennifer Amat. I can tell you Orange is a very safe city, and we don't have stuff like this that happens very often. Police say the shooter was critically wounded. Jobless claims climbed to 719,000 after a decline the week before. Economist Joel Naroff expects a turnaround. All the signs point to better times ahead. The economy is real opening and the vaccination process has shifted into high gear. It is expected that the claims and assistance numbers will be down sharply by midsummer. The Dow is up 14 points in early trading. A bummer for Bosox fans. This afternoon's home opener against the Orioles at Fenway has been rained out. 14 opening day games are still on the schedule. Christians are marking Holy Thursday. A service in Jerusalem at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre where the faithful believe Jesus was buried and resurrected. At the Vatican, the Pope blessed the oil that will be used in parishes in Rome throughout the year. S&P up 25. This is CBS News. Life is a marathon, not a sprint, unless you're hiring. Fortunately, Indeed has great tools that help speed up the hiring process. Visit Indeed.com credits. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash work. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash work. Syntech is back and better than ever at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntech is a premium full synthetic motor oil option at an affordable price. Right now, get five quarts of Syntech full synthetic and a Wix filter for just $29.99. Syntech is formulated for today's engines to minimize friction, heat, and wear. Try Syntech today exclusively at O.